He's the New Zealand first leader and last night, like the rest of us, he would have been very keen to view that TVNZ political poll. Or was he? Let's ask him. Winston Peters, 3%. Were you pleased with that result? Look, with respect, the New Zealand polling system is not credible compared to other countries. If you look at Canada, United States, Australia, uh, UK and the USA, if there's a gap between the pulses of more than 3.5%, they realise that there's something wrong with their system and they have conversations about that. Here you have gaps of 12 and 14% and they keep on saying, well, our poll's right and the poll's wrong. So I don't, as a, someone who's got a political science degree and has been in politics a long time, have much belief or uh, how shall I say, loyalty to the New Zealand polling system. So are you suggesting that New Zealand First has got more than 3%? I know it. There's no way. We just had a meeting uh, on Sunday in Tauranga and uh, we didn't have enough chairs. We had to go next door and borrow a lot more. You don't get the halls full like that if that poll is right. Are you going to be a spanner in the works for a National Act government next year? Well, again, the fact of the matter, we've never been a spanner in anyone's works. At all. Well, you were a big spanner in Bill English's works. With great respect, uh, Bill English, as you well know, uh, in 2017 had campaigned on getting rid of the middleman and then was under threat of being rolled by his own party even as he was trying to carry on as the Prime Minister. Your listeners need to know the actual facts of the internal events of political parties rather than just have um, what I would call superficial comment present company accepted by commentators. Okay, let's move on from the poll. I want to talk about the New Zealand economy because I suggest to you in the next 12 months, and I hope like hell I'm wrong, it's going to get rather sticky. A lot of the world is potentially heading into a recessionary situation. We could as well. Our currency's falling through the floor. Good news for exporters, but we're going to import a hell of a lot of inflation out of that. Rising interest rates... How tough is it going to be in the next 12 months? Well, many commentators are not prepared to say what they think is going to happen. But personally, I think we're in for real serious trouble. Uh, our level of uh, indebtedness, is, you know, from a governmental point of view, is at 35%. But that's way up above where we were uh, before um, the last budget uh, by Grant Robinson, which was far too squanderous in that con- uh, context. And second, uh, when you look at the other things, our international asset base as against that the rest of the world is not great. And we've got some serious problems that, that, are being, that are building in our economy. We've been very slack to get people in who we do need because our immigration policy has been so unfocused. We've announced today that 3,000 workers are coming in, but frankly, there's so many businesses that are losing out because they haven't got the workforce. And whilst this is happening, there is a huge excess of our most talented, some of our most talented young people going offshore because of the state of our economy. So it's a perfect storm, in my view. And anyone who thinks that we can go into the next year with a spend budget or have tax cuts just doesn't get how serious our economy is. It's all very well announcing an extra 3,000 RSE workers, and we probably need three times that. But how do we get them in here? Because the government has been talking about bringing in migrant workers for the past year, and they've got hardly anyone in. Well, you're entirely right. 
instead of the forward planning that was required to make sure that you're ahead of the demand uh, in, with respect to all sorts of industries that need certain workers, they have been, immigration that is, and dare I say it, the ministers, so tardy, so uh, unmotivated that you've got this crisis. People are coming in far too few numbers and far too late. Now, I'm talking about people we need, not people who need us. And that's the difference between an immigration policy that's clever and an immigration policy that's stupid. You're a worldly wise man. You've been around this planet or on this planet for quite a long time now. That's a nice way of saying you're getting a bit long in the tooth there, Winston. But where have all the world's workers gone to? And this is a serious question. Uh, the migrant labour that seemed to flow around the world pre-COVID has stopped or stalled somewhere. Where are all the workers? Oh, well, they're there. Uh, but uh, clever economies and get their supply early. Uh, they're not short in parts of, you know, in Europe. They're not short in Asia. So why are they short in New Zealand and Australia? That's a good question, but far worse here, so to speak. Um, it's not a worldwide problem, the lack of workers. It's uh, uh, the failure to understand that you, when you pick up the workforce, you're not required to bring the mum, dad and all the kids as well. That's not what the UK US does. Wise economies don't do that. Singapore doesn't do that. Iceland has massive for its population importation of workers, but all to the advantage of the Icelandic economy. So there's great examples of how things work. We just, New Zealand, refuse to follow them. Let's just finish on Europe. We're talking about tough financial times in this country for the next 12 months. Europe is heading into recession. Europe's in big trouble, and they've got a megalomaniac right next door to them, and Vladimir Putin, who's cornered now, and he's sending in the cannon fodder. How worried are you about him pushing the red button? Well, when anyone threatens nuclear, uh, even if a strategic nu nuclear weaponry use, uh, then you've got to be more than just concerned. You've got to be uh, utterly alarmed and prepared to talk to a whole lot of international people about this concern. I think, though, there has got to be, surely in Russia, enough people who say to themselves, oh, we're not going to go down that path. This is capable of being so destructive for us if it happens. Because he's talking about not total nuclear, but strategic nu nuclear. And strategic nuclear can be appallingly damaging, but it'll invite the uh, reprisal of the uh, NATO and the United States. And they will um, outpower Russia 20 to 1 in their capacity. Russia runs a massive risk here. And there surely has to be enough cool heads in Russia that says, we're not going down this path, we won't win. Winston Peters, always good to chew the fat with you on the country. Appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you.